yeah. You know what time it is, kids. It's time to dim the lights and light the candles. Because it's time for Geeksters. And welcome to episode 46 of the Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. And tonight we'll start off like we always do with releases of the week. Releases of the week. Boo! <laughs> and the first one on our movie is Oblivion came out. Oh, wait. The spirits are coming to me. <laughs> Today is the Oblivion comes out. There you go. So, you saw this in the theater, didn't you? Yes, I did. What did you think of it? I thought it was pretty good. Okay. I mean, it's a good sci-fi movie. Uh, Tom Cruise is Tom Cruise. Right. Um, Morgan Freeman's Morgan Freeman. <laughs> you know, there was a couple of nice little... It, it kind of played out kind of how I, I was expecting it to go. Okay. Where, like, guy's doing a job and then... You find out that the job he's doing is kind of like a little twist on that. And you're like, what? <laughs> but it, it kind of like I kind of felt like it was going to go, but there was a, a, a twist in it that made me go, oh, that's good. I thought it was like, oh, nice. Right. So, I mean, for me, it's a keeper. I mean, I like Tom Cruise. I know people don't like him. I, I, he has grown on me as an actor since, you know, Days of Thunder, Top Gun attitude. Um but again, I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. If you're if you're a sci-fi Tom Cruise guy, yeah, yeah it's your movie for you. Okay, cool, cool. Next on our list is Mud. My name is Mud. <laughs> you ever heard that song before? No. My name is Mud. It's by the guys um, Primus who do the South Park theme. Ah. They actually did have a career before the South Park oh. movie. You know, before ah. the, the, the the show came out, but you know. They, my name is Mud. They, um, remember uh, Bill and Ted's excellent, Bill and Ted's bogus journey. Yes. There was one of their songs was uh, Tommy the Cat. Yeah. It was like, meow, meow, meow. that was, I was Primus. Oh, okay. And he does, uh, there was a speech card ride. Uh, anyway. <laughs> I could never do, I could never really do his voice, but I saw them live once though. They opened up for you too. And it was like, they were really good. Oh, cool. Cool. But anyway, it's got nothing to do with the movie. What's the movie about, Ed? <laughs> Mud is a timeless adventure about two boys, Ellis and his best friend, Nick Neckbone, who find a mysterious man named Mud, who plays by Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> He's hiding out on a desert island in Mississippi. Mud tells the boys fantastic stories about his life, including how he killed a man in Texas. Just to watch him die. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, had, I once killed a man in Texas. Just to watch him die. Even though, yes, I know, it was a one-shot of Man in Reno. I get it. It's the joke, people. <laughs> and, so, he, and he tells vengeful bounty hunters are coming after get him. He says the planning to meet and escape with his love, Juniper, who's played by Reese Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon, thank you. Oof. Who's waiting in town. Skeptical but intriguing, Ellis and Neckbone agree to help him. But it isn't long until Mud's tales come to life and their small town is besieged by bounty hunters out for blood. Oh. Yeah. Eh. <laughs> I like Matthew McConaughey. But uh, I, you know what? I just saw him that, you know, when we do my movie review, because yeah. we saw Two Guns, Dead and I, this weekend. Okay. There was a preview for Martin Scorsese's uh, new movie, I think it's just called More, with Leonardo DiCaprio as like a big time Wall Street guy. And he was like, I made $49 million this year, which pissed me off because I was what four million shy of a million a million a month or something, a million a week yeah. kind of thing. And 
Matthew McConaughey's in it. And the reason why I bring that up is because Matthew McConaughey looks nothing like Matthew McConaughey in his movie. He looks wow. like he like, lost like a lot of weight. I compared him to young Christian Bale, American Psycho kind of look to him. Because wow. he's kind of like greasy, like kind of like looks like that slime ball businessman kind of guy. Yeah. But he looked like he lost like a lot of weight. Considering the last role I saw him, it was Magic Mike where he played a stripper. Yeah. You know, I'm like, he looks completely different. <laughs> and I like Magic Mike. So for those people out there, go read Magic Mike. It's a pisser of a film. I laughed. I don't know it's supposed to be funny, but I see Matthew McConaughey being like, all right, all right, all right, ladies. Next up to the stage. Zorro. Kind of like that. And Chatham Tanning coming out and ball, you know, like, oh, yeah. Uh, 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 uh. Twerking and shit. <laughs> so, okay. <but> anyway. <laughs> Next on our list is Community. The complete fourth season came out. I'm a fan of the show. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Are you, have you watched? Do you watch the show? I've seen show bits and pieces here, episodes here and there when I can. I, I, I'm Mr. Bide on DVD and so I can sit down and watch the entire season. Yeah. But they've had so much trouble lately with, like, um, especially Chevy Chase. Douchebag Chevy Chase. <laughs> it's it's sad because I like him, like, you know, the old Chevy Chase I love. Mm-hmm. New Chevy Chase is a dick. Okay. He's a pompous jerk that thinks because he's Chevy Chase he can get away with anything. And a lot of times on the show, like the guy who created the show wanted Chevy Chase. He gets Chevy Chase, but then you have to deal with Chevy Chase. <laughs> you know? And yes, I know I say his name a bunch of times because that's how he wants to be addressed. Address me like Chevy Chase. <laughs> you know? And it's just... Now, apparently, the news is that the, they, for season three, I think it was, or maybe the beginning of the season, they fired the guy who created the show. Well, because Yeah, because a lot of it... Because Chevy Chase is just a prick. Okay. You know, and then actually like went on like an interview slamming the show that he's a star of, one of the stars of. Wow. Like, oh, I don't get enough screen time. Like, basically, I'm Chevy Chase. You should be worshiping me because I'm a comic idol and treat me as such. Yeah. No, instead of the old, you're not relevant if it wasn't for the show, Chevy Chase. You know? <laughs> so you used to fall down for a living. You know, and, and Fletch is one of my favorite movies. Yeah. I, I mean, it's it's... I can watch the movie over and over and over again. But then when you strap it on to what a dick he is, it always just loses a little bit of a taint for me. Yeah. So recently they just, I read a little while back that they finally let Chevy go. Oh, really? They let him go and he brought back the creator of the show on because the show was kind of slipping in the ratings a little bit. Yeah. And I blame ABC a little bit because, yeah, I think it is an ABC show. I'm pretty Maybe, sure. Or NBC. I don't know, one of the big three. Yeah. But... They keep screwing around with the time, like where they put them on the time slot in the show. Mm-hmm. Like at first it was going to be like a September. Oh, now it's going to be July, and you only get thirteen episodes instead of twenty-four. And like people, the fans of the show are like, "What are you doing to us?" Because like you're, you're you're killing the show, right? Because you're not you're not keeping it on a regular basis yeah. for us fans to watch it all the time. Yeah. So eh, I don't know, but I'm definitely going to pick picking up season four. Well, that does it for the DVD. That's it. Yes, that's it. <sighs> So on the video game front, the first one is Tales of Zelia. 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 Yes. I knew you were going to correct me. Well, the only reason why I'm correcting you is because I've seen enough, you know, I, I actually picked this up. Oh, you did? Yes. Um, basically, here it is. It, it's it's what's called a JRPG, which is Japanese role-playing game. Okay. And it's basically like in the style of like the Final Fantasy games... The Tales, of, the Tales series, because it's like the 15th anniversary of the Tales of series. Okay. And it it's beautifully 
done because I picked it up and it's it's got like the Japanese animation style to it where it's actually like a, the cutscenes are cartoon and not computer animated. Okay. When you actually get into the gameplay, it plays a lot like Final Fantasy. Like, here's a room. You can walk over. Oh, look, there's a treasure chest. Let me open that up. Oh, look, there's something shiny over here. Let me go search it. Oh, look, I get stuff. Right. And then you see, like, a bad guy, and you can either the op- the option to either avoid him and try to find another alternate route around him so he doesn't see you. Yeah. Or just rush right in and so you can get the experience and gold and shit like that. Right. <clears throat> but the neat thing is, here, I'll give you the, the synopsis since I have it here. Okay. Tales of Azealia... Follow Jude Mathis, a clever medical student attending school in the capital city, and Mila Maxwell, a mysterious woman accompanied by four unseen beings. Players will be able to choose either Jude or Mila, Mila at the outset of their adventure through the eye through the world of Rees Maxia, where humans and spirits live together in harmony. The kingdom of Rashgal has been experimenting with a powerful source that led to the draining of the mana of the world. Realizing the harm it's inflicting to the world, Jude and Mila set off on a journey to destroy it and restore mana back to the world. Okay. Seems to be a lot of these Japanese animation games always, it's like, oh, we have magic, but the magic's been ripped from us, so we now have to restore the magic. (laughs) But what's interesting, though, is in the very beginning of the game, and I I played, like, picked up the game, played it for, like, about an hour, because I was doing other things, I wasn't really, like, focusing in on stuff mm-hmm. but in the beginning you get to pick it was really weird because once you started the game it wanted to get like options like well, how fast you want the text how you want this I'm like is this right so I say okay and then it goes right into like an opening scene cut scene and you're like you see her and then she sets off on an adventure and then you see him and you and then it stops and you get to pick who do you want to be okay you can either be Jude or you can be Mila and apparently the story then takes place like from their respective perspectives. Okay. Ooh, look at that. Wow. Uh, so I picked uh, Jude. Because I, mean, uh, okay. I was going to pick Mila, but she seems to be kind of, since she's one with all the spirits, she seems more magic usery, and I hate magic playing a magic user. Yeah. And Jude seems more like the... Uh, punch in the face kind of guy warrior type yeah okay. even though he's like a doctor he's peaceful and it's again he's a kid she looks like a kid but she's wise beyond her ears <laughs> and then like you do this whole like, this whole I'm playing this game for like a good half hour 40 minutes and then what what I think is like the end of the chapter then it fades into black and then all of a sudden the, the title screen comes up and it, it felt like very James Bondish because it was like alright I did it I'm, I'm on my way to my adventure Fade the Black, Tales of Azealia, and there's a whole big Japanese animation intro, and <laughs> there's the Asian chick singing the song, and you're going, all right, James Bond intro, let me, yeah, and when it faded to out, it's like, okay, I'm back in the game, but that's when I quit to come here to record the show. Oh, okay. So, but I, I thought it was fun. It did feel like a very Final Fantasy feel to it, but right. then again, all the Japanese role-playing games kind of, they have like a formula, and the formula works. Yeah. They did. I did read an article that it did cut out on the open world where you can explore stuff to mm-hmm. kind of stick more of a linear thing, right? Because apparently the Japanese role, the JRPGs, aren't really doing well okay. in the in the world of the ADD world where it's like, hey, let me log in, let me shoot somebody, and let me go multiplayer and shoot other people. Right. The JRPG, I guess, genre right, right. is kind of like. They're not really sure what to do, so this is kind of like another 
Like, well, let's try taking out the the wandering around aimlessly, stick you guys on a path so we can develop a story better. Okay. And the cutscenes are very, like I said, very Japanese animation style. Mm-hmm. As far as, you know, girls with big eyes and, you know, the guys are all, like, look like they're up, like, in a goth band. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, there was two two different versions of the game that came out, though. There was yeah. the, what's called the special edition. Yeah. Um, which was basically, which is one I got. Okay. It's standard game price. It came with a um, downloadable content of old uniforms mm-hmm. and a, like, a little character book. Right. But the special edition, the collector's edition, you yeah. might say, the hundred bucks one, right? That came with a little Mila statue. Yes, which I saw, and it looked nice. Mm-hmm. And it also came with an art book, hundred page art book. Yeah, yeah and also uh, on my version and the collector's version comes with like a music CD. Yeah, so you can kind of listen to the music of the game, which I, sometimes I could be into. Sometimes I can't. I'm like, as I'm playing the game, going, oh, this music's great. Yeah, it makes me really feel good. But I can't be seeing myself in the car going, oh, yeah, rocking out. Oh, baby, 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 oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rock out, but let's kick the bass up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? It's like, no, sorry. I mean, <laughs> be like listening to the Mario Brothers theme as I'm driving. I have this urge like bumping the car hoping coins would come out. <laughs> but the game but the coins would come out but out of your pocket. Yeah, yeah. The pay. Oh look a mushroom. <laughs> My car goes from a, a, a grand marquee to a semi. <laughs> Dressed like a, a raccoon. <laughs> Oh, look, there's Yoshi. <laughs> so, I mean, the game's fun. So if you're a fan of the Japanese role-playing game genre, pick it up and you won't be disappointed. All right. If, it, if, it's not your, if the Final Fantasy games aren't your bag, baby, then you might as well skip it. Okay. That's good to know. Next is uh, Dragon's Crown. Came out today, so... What's that one about, Ed? <laughs> I mean, I saw it. I mean, I saw... When I asked the GameStop guy, I was like, so what came out today? Because I traded on a bunch of games. Yeah. You know, he's like, well, this, uh, Tales of Zelia, not sure if we have a couple extra or not, and the Dragon's Crown. I'm like, I saw the Dragon's Crown display, and then I saw up on screen like they were doing a cut commercial for it. Mm-hmm. Just didn't seem to be like, it felt very like an animated Dungeons & Dragons kind of game. That's pretty much, as, as, I'm, as you're talking about it, I'm reading yeah. the description of it, that's pretty much it. Yeah, it felt very like... Like, oh, look, I'm a warrior, and I just happen to... Oh, look, there's an elf. I happen to have come across an, a mage. Now let's go and kick ass. Yeah. And I was when I was reading the, the description earlier before we got on air, it seemed to be like one of those where you have a party, and that party goes and kicks some ass. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, just having traded Dragon's Dogma, I'm really not into the whole, hey, come with me, people. Like... Right. Because I traded it in because I just couldn't I couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> so, what's next, Ed? Next is Air Conflicts. Pacific Carriers came out today. And what platforms are they for? Uh, it's a cross-platform game. Okay. So, it's a, it's a unique game. It's, well, in a way, it's it's more of one of those strategy kind of fighting games. You're an admiral on a ship, uh, an aircraft carrier. Okay. And you have to, you know, 
control like planes going oh out so you really don't do nothing except give directions and watch the action exactly fall out. yes yeah i could never i mean I, I i'm good with strategy games i understand that the the point behind them where like uh, like games like civilization or sim city where mm-hmm. you create something and watch it grow and right. become like oh look at me i'm a god in this world but most of the time i'm usually like okay create 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 this is boring create create still boring create create do this create you know what let's just destroy it all <laughs> and start over from the beginning <laughs> that's pretty much it for me like after an hour or two i'm like yeah it wasn't really that that enjoyable yeah like, exciting I, like i picked up the latest edition of sim city and again it's sim city so i'm like you know what this is a classic game they updated it let me have some fun it's still sim city <laughs> it's like hey look i have to worry about pollution and i had to put a cop you know like oh yay yeah. <sighs> like next, let me shoot something. You know. Oh wait, here's a tidal wave. <laughs> so what's next? Next is Disney Planes came out. That's uh, primarily on the Wii, but I mean, they actually think it's cross-platform as well, and uh, it's based on the movie yeah. Disney Planes. So. Disney's got to push their product out. We got planes coming out. Quick, here's a game, kids. Yes. Get you all primed and ready for the game movie. Woo! Which I mean, I liked Cars. I didn't see Cars 2. Planes, I don't know. It, it's a Pixar movie. Yeah. So I'm going to probably just throw it in the collection. Yeah. Because I'm a fan of Pixar. So yeah. they haven't really let me down. Yeah. I know I'm probably going to see it. My wife's a big Disney fan and loves the Pixar movie. So I'm probably going to end up seeing it. So <laughs> She's going to drag you. Know. Let yeah. me know. I'm always kind of amazed too because like I saw Brave and I loved Brave. Yeah. And I thought the animation was so good. But now going to Planes, it feels like it's almost like a step backwards. It is, because, I mean, you figure it's, it's not an original idea. I mean, they just said, well, let's take the Cars universe and put wings on them. Yeah, you like, know? hey, well, you know, we saw planes up in the sky. you got to have eyeballs. Let's make them talk. <laughs> like, I can only imagine what kind of a plot line of planes is going to be. Like, I'm a plane. I'm, a, I'm either, it's an old plane who might be put out the pasture, and then it's used to save something, and they bring it back into, you know, like, yeah. what kind of a... What kind of a situation can a plane get into? I mean, at least with, you know, the race car driver, I get it. He was a cocky race car driver. Yeah. They, you know, he gets shit canned and he's got to rise up above it. Basically, it's top. It's it's Days of Thunder. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Disney version. The Disney version of Days of Thunder is with talking cars. You know, so what can they possibly do with planes? It just seems to be like, oh, uh, we need something. No, we don't want to make a sequel to Finding Nemo. So, uh, planes. Well, they are making a sequel to Finding Yes, Dory. Finding Dory. Finding Dory, yeah. Yes. Which I'll go see because I, I like Yeah. I, I like Finding Nemo. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, I like some of the sequels that they came out with. I mean, it's, there, a lot of people are complaining about the sequels of the movies. And, like, I like Toy Story 2 and 3. And they were good. Yes. You know. You mean uh, Toy Story 3? You mean Schindler's Toy Box? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry about that ending. I mean... That ending when they're all thinking they're getting ready to die. Spoilers, people. <laughs> I mean, I'm watching this movie and I see like they're okay. They all think they're getting ready to die because mm-hmm. they're going to the inferno, and then they all hold hands together. And I'm just like, "What are you doing?" Yeah. I'm like, "You're." I'm, and I'm yes, I admit I was tearing out. I was like crying. I was like, "No, Buzz, no!" <laughs> it just like and. It just felt like he's going into the oven. Like felt like it was literally watching Schindler's List. Like we're gonna die, but let's all be together as one. We're a family, so let's die as a family. I'm like, what? <laughs> like this is a kids movie? What the hell? 
But anyway, I digress. <laughs> well, just just let people know they're not hanging if they didn't see the movie. They survived. No, I would let it hang out. No, let it hang out. That's why there's only Toy Story 3. It's the end. <laughs> the end. The end of it. <laughs> of course they get away. It's a kid's movie. <laughs> and finally, for the video game front, I just wanted to mention this real quick. For 3DS, Mario and Luigi Dream Team is coming out this Sunday. So, I mean, I know... People complain that there's not many titles for the 3DS, and this is another one that they're trying to build up in their uh, repertoire of uh, titles. Yeah, I know, but okay, I'm going to say, I mean, yeah, Nintendo I read somewhere is doing really bad financially recently. Yeah. A lot of people say it's because of the Wii U. I honestly think it's titles like Mario and Luigi Dream Team 3DS, like another Mario and Luigi game. Like a couple months ago, they had Luigi's Mansion. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, we get it, you're Nintendo. Mario is your icon. Yeah. Do you have to put him in every fucking game? <laughs> like, how about broadening that scope where you can actually have, like, maybe like a Call of Duty or a Battlefield 4. Granted, games that aren't, aren't mine. Right. But you might get, like, a more adult crowd. I mean, I understand. There's kid titles. It's mm-hmm. a kid system. But guess what? More adults are playing than kids. You know, the 3DS, like, yeah, it's great and all, but I actually traded mine in because I get tired of looking at that stupid screen. Like, I thought it was brilliant to be able to do a 3D screen without the use of the glasses. Yeah. But after about 20 minutes looking at the screen, my eyes were hurting me. And I'm just like, uh, you know what? They still haven't perfected it. Just, I would rather have a piece of... I'd rather turn it off and like put like the real 3D glasses on to do it. Because at least they were comfortable. Yeah. You know, it's that... I was just like, you know, trade it in. Give yeah. me something different. Well, my wife's been playing the uh, Animal Crossing New Leaf on it, and she loves it, you know, especially in the 3D and all. So I guess it really depends on it point does. of view. It does. I know? mean, it's, it's – I'm not going to – I'm not, you know, like not disparaging the system. It's just right. for me personally, I just got tired of it. I right. mean, I was feeling like I was going to turn in my PS Vita because I had that one too. Yeah. But I felt like with the PS4 coming out, they seem to be really kind of – Work. It looks like there's something special going to be able to link up the two better. Yeah. Okay. Like I was, I pre-ordered the Watch Dogs game, mm-hmm. and apparently I can download an app for my iPad where I can actually use that in conjunction with the game. And I'm like, that's badass. Yeah. You know, like holy Maverick, if I can like play the game and not have to worry about like an on-screen map, and you know, just when I need to look to my right or my left, wherever. I've decide to put the iPad right yeah, it'd be perfect. and it shows me the map it'd be great right yeah we'll see okay so uh, yeah. well that does it for the release leave, excuse me that does it for the releases of the week this week and uh, I want to point out I should have done this at the top of the show that this is going to be our live show so any mistakes that we make we're not going to unedit so if, if you especially when, uh, okay, when I come you know, to Nerd News and flub a lot you're going to hear it. Let's back up a little bit here. Let's, let's so we we're, Ed wants to try this experiment where he wants to see if we can do a show live for an hour and without making mistakes or without flubbing or just let it all go out there in the ether. Yes. Because, you know, you never know what might come our way in the way of broadcasting. Right. So Ed was like, hey, let's try this. And I'm like, okay, sure. Knowing that he's going to be the weak leak of this. <laughs> yes. Because I'm Mr. Fly by the seat of your pants. Let's just go for it. And Ed's Mr. No, now it's time for the nerd news. Now it's time for structure. It's time for structure. We need a format. Okay. <laughs> so now, Ed, take it away with the nerd news. Of course, our top story, which I have to bring up, is the fact is, is that they announced the new doctor over the weekend. 
Wait, I'm sorry. You may... So who is this guy? His name is Peter Capaldi. And he is? The Scottish actor was named the new star of the British sci-fi franchise Doctor Who on Sunday during a live broadcast of BBC America. He replaced the departing Matt Smith, who's in time with the time-traveling police box of the TARDIS, ends later this year. Okay, hold on for a second. Sure. I just want to make sure you get this all scored up here for you. See, since we're getting into the article. <laughs> Good, I'll to continue. Who is this guy, Ed? <laughs> Capelli, 55, becomes the 12th man to play Doctor Who since the Cole show debate in, debuted in 1963 <laughs> with star William Hartnell. And the fourth time, Lord, since the executive producer, Russell T. Davis, rebooted the Doctor Who in 2005. Ten more seconds, come on. So he said that he, he had all the same idea. Sorry. You got me thrown off with the whole music thing. Yeah, I know. That's that's, I that was it, right? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. He's, he's thrilled that he doesn't have to keep this a secret anymore. And he's he's been a big fan for years. And he's, the last time he played Doctor Who was age nine. Right. Okay. So let's break this down a little bit yeah. more because he kind of kind of breezed through that, and I was distracting you. Yes. So, and I'm sure I was distracting the audience, which you got to chuckle out seeing. You know, let's do this. Try to do this live. Sean's gonna fuck with him all, all episode. <laughs> Great. I'm gonna throw curveballs at you, going, "You do? You want to do this right? I'm gonna do it raw. <laughs> I'm gonna do it raw. <laughs> no protection for you, buddy. Thanks. You know, you wanna be out on the wire? We'll put you out on the wire, buddy. <laughs> so this. Peter Scopaldi guy. Yes. Uh, how old is he? 55. All right. Now, he's a fan of the show, which yes. is always good. I mean, I do know they like the idea that he was a fan. Right. Um, also, he has been in um, a Doctor Who episode. Well, this is the next article, actually, that you, that you mentioned that. is everything you need to know about Peter Capaldi, the new Doctor Who. Okay. Yes. So, before we get into that, okay. let's just kind of briefly glance over. So, he's 55. Yes. Um He's been in love with Doctor Who, obviously, since the last time he played it, he was nine. Yes, in the playground, yes. In the playground. Uh, he also do, did mention, too, like, I saw the, the video clip of him talking about things. And yeah. How did you hear about the Doctor? And his, like, his agent called, and she said, hello, Doctor. And it's, I, I started laughing, and I haven't stopped laughing since. Yes. So it seems to be, like, for me, like, he's he's good. Like, he's, he's very into it. And he's yes. been on other shows. Which um, I think, you know, that he's got some street cred behind him as far as an actor. Mm. As for an American audience, I don't know how well it's going to translate because I did read some grumblings like, well, he's not young and he's not handsome, so I'm not going to watch the show. You know, and I, there was always haters. <coughs> I mean, there was haters from Matt Smith when he uh, made, uh, made Doctor. I agree. Now, I'll be honest. My f- when Matt Smith first started, I figured that's when I'll jump on the Doctor Who wagon. Yeah. Because I always hear so much about the show. Let me go. So I kind of missed the David Tennant years. But Matt Smith made me kind of interested in the Tennant years. Or right. Even even the... Who was the first guy? Eccleston. Eccleston. Yeah. You know, so I was like, well, let me go catch up. So I kind of watched from Eccleston on. Mm-hmm. And I love the I loved the show. Yeah. Um, I thought, for me personally, my favorite doctor is David Tennant. Right. Even though I liked Matt Smith. But the new guy, I'm like, I'm kind of going in going, you know what? I don't really care... Like I kind of I'm interested in seeing what he brings to the table. Yeah, that to me seems to be like the joy of a new doctor is always like, well, what's your take on the doctor? Right. So I felt like 
All right, you know what? He's not young. You don't have to worry about the whole. Is there going to be romance? Let's let's pull back and let's let him be just be the doctor. Right. You know. Let's see what he's got. So so, but those are my things, Ed. But so tell me, what do we? What do we need to know about the new doctor? Well, he rocked on Torchwood. He's already been an, an, on Doctor Who. So, he, this, of course, Torchwood is the spinoff of Doctor Who. And uh, he played a bureaucrat, John Frobister, in the uh, miniseries Children of Earth. Yeah, it was the um, after Torchwood got off, like after they canceled Torchwood the series, they always kind of do like a special. Right. And that was the um, Children of Earth was like the special, like the finale finale. Yeah. Until they brought it back recently on Stars with the... Um, uh, I forget the name of it. Son of a bitch. All right. Well, they they brought back Torchwood. Yeah. For American audience, kind of kind of like American audience because they threw in uh, what's his face, uh, Omar, not Omar Epps, the other guy. <laughs> they always get those two confused. So, but um, so yeah, so he was he was in a Torchwood episode. He was also in a 2008 Who episode called "The Fires of Pompeii," where he played Callius. Right. I remember that one too because that's during the David Tennant years. Yes. Where they go back to ancient Rome during on Pompeii, and it was right before the volcano erupted, and it was right. really good. He he, I liked him, and as I, I liked that character. Yeah. So then when I was like, oh oh, now I know exactly who he is. All right, you know, all right. So what else we got? Uh, he also has great uh, comedian chops as well. Comedy chops. Yeah, comedy chops. Sorry, thank you. <laughs> Capaldi was likely best known for the UK. For starring in the role of a dark comedy series called The Thick of It. He played a foul mouthed governor government director of communications, Malcolm Turner. So if you want to look that up on DVD and see how he did, there's there's a uh, show that you can check out. I did see a clip, like someone put a clip in where um there was someone was like worried if he could handle the heavy stuff, so they kinda like took like the Michael Turner stuff and it's I gotta be honest, it is lace with fucks. Like, every other word was yeah. that. And I was like, ho, ho. But he did kind of, he did know how to command the room, mm-hmm. which I kind of like, because if you're going to be the doctor, like, let's face it, Tennant and Matt Smith were kind of like the quirky kick in the door going, okay, I'm going to act like I'm in charge. And everyone going, well, who's the kid? Yeah. And then, you know, all of a sudden, you want a guy, when they find out he's a doctor, it's like, oh, sorry, sir. Yeah. Now, if he kind of walks in the room, he looks like he owns the place rather than just kind of like a, just kind of wandered here off the streets. Right. So I, I, you get more weight behind him. Yes. All right. What else has he got? He already has a Neil Gaiman connection. Okay. Yes, fantasy author Neil Gaiman recently contributions have made from some of the best episodes of Doctor Who, and it turns out that Capali are old pals. Way back in the 1990s, Gaiman adapted Nowhere. Neverwhere. Sh- Neverwhere. Excuse me. Thank you. Into a short-lived urban fantasy series, co-starring no other than Capali himself. I almost picked that up on DVD. There you go. You know, so I, now you got a, now you got a another reason maybe to why to pick it up. Because I like Neil Gaiman. I like his writing. You mm-hmm. know, for those people, the comic book connection. He wrote Sandman. Yes. for years for DC. Say, right. You know, well, the Vertigo right. line at DC. Right. Then he also wrote some. I would say some pretty primo episodes of Doctor Who. Yes. My all-time favorite is I think it was called The Doctor's Wife, where the TARDIS kind of breaks down, but she gets it gets put into the body of a woman. Yes. And it's like this whole kind of like quirky kind of romance that they have. Right. And like, I'm like, all right, you know, it, it kind of it gave the TARDIS a voice for an episode. Mm-hmm. And I think that after all these years of Doctor Who, you never got like a TARDIS perspective of things. Yeah. And now you, she had a voice. So she was able to kind of, kind of like 
say what she wanted to say and why she does the things she wants to do. Right. So, yeah. Good episode. Very great episode. Uh, next is Blockbuster to TV. He's done it all. So he was in the he was in a short spit about the World War Z movie that was just out recently, and he did a UK period drama called The Hour. So it's a couple of big things. The Hour has been on BBC America in the last. No, I wasn't looking at that. I mean, I got that, but I right. just I saw World War Z. I'm trying to remember what role he was. I'm like, yeah, I think he was probably a doctor towards the end <laughs> of the movie. But okay, and that's pretty much it. Oh, oh, also, he's going to be in a couple new movies coming out. He's going to be in, in Maleficent. And the Fifth Estate. Ooh, Maleficent. Yes. Ooh, I'm looking forward to that because that's with uh, Angelina Jolie in the title role. Yes. It's the Sleeping Beauty, um, the Evil Queen, and it's played by Angelina Jolie, which I actually have. I was using for a while what she looked like in the costume, at least the headpiece. Yeah. She looked badass. That's Angelina Jolie, so why can't she look badass in anything she wears? Right. You know, she looked a lot better on me, but that's another side the point. <laughs> so that's pretty much it for. Uh, David Capali, so that's more information that you know. Hopefully, that will entice people to see Doctor Who and give them a try. Yeah, not the way you did it, though. (laughs) 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 You didn't sound enthused at all. I mean, are you even looking like? Are you enthused about it? I'm always a wait and see kind of guy. I'm definitely going to see it. You know, I'm always cautious. I'm Mister Going. Let's go at it. And you're always like, let me walk around a little bit and take the tires. Let me, you know, look at it. Yeah, I'm Mister. Let's get behind the wheel and drive it as fast as we can go. And you're (laughs) no, no. I want to check the air pressure first. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm going to be like, okay, new doctor. This is not what I'm used to feeling. But I feel good about it. I'm like, okay, let's, let's get the ball rolling. I mean, it's just it's it really depends because I mean like like some of the doctors in the past, you 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 get on board with one doctor, you kind of get excited, you kind of have that like you know like yeah like this is great, and then the new doctor comes and you're like this guy stinks because he's not what I'm used to, so, right? You know, or you don't like his arrogance because like I remember uh, uh, Colin Baker becoming the doctor after uh, Davidson. And he was very arrogant. He was a very arrogant doctor, and that's how they wrote him. I didn't like Eccleston's doctor. Yeah. I felt that he was too um, mean. Yeah. He just felt like he was like, I mean, granted, I mean, also maybe because every time I've ever seen him in a movie, he's always that bad guy. Yeah. So he has that bad guy vibe to him. You know, walking around the leather jacket, he just felt like he was a hard-ass doctor. Yeah. Like, he just kind of felt like if he got pissed off, he'd punch you in the face rather than whip out his sonic screwdriver. You know? <laughs> and that kind of was like a little, especially after watching some of the Matt Smith stuff, I'm like, oh, he's kind of quirky, kind of funny, yeah. yay. And then I watched, went back and watched the Eccleston, and I'm like, he's mean, but Rose is really pretty, so I'm watching this show. Yeah. You know? And then when he kicks off and brings David Tennant and I'm like okay well this is a guy I know was a doctor for four years and all right let me get let me let me settle in and and I'm like all right Rose is still hot right and then they get rid of her and they brought in that uh, the black girl Fahima yeah I'm like she's just as hot I'm still in David Tennant yeah he's great great doctor hot companion that's all I cared about (laughs) give me the hot companion you know (laughs) and then you crank it up with Amy Pond who I thought was just Gorgeous. Yeah. Loved her. She was kind of like, I'm not going to take any guff from you, doctor. I'm a sassy redhead who'll eat your soul. (laughs) And I'm like, she's cute. She looked great in that Halloween costume as the cop, the leader maid. I was like, I'm in. (laughs) And then the new girl, what's her face? Uh, Jenna. 
Yes, what's her character on the show? Oh, uh, uh, I forget her character. Or whatever, but I'm like, I'm sold on that one. Like, she's just as pretty as the next one. So yeah. I'm like, old doctor, don't care. Still got the hottie. Right. I'm still happy about that. Well, of course, you know, when the new Doctor Duke does come in, eventually that companion will go away. And maybe, be- maybe not. Depends on her role because of how the season ended. She might play a more integral part. I mean, I think she's going to be in the rest of the season, at least. Right. And the- maybe the next season. But she might, like... You I mean who knows? Who knows? I mean, it depends say, on how they go because you still got five bucks coming to me. I still got five bucks coming to me because I'm telling you, Matt, there's going to be some kind of thing where Scapaldi Doctor is not going to be the 13th Doctor. Smith was. I'm telling you. 12th. 12th, whatever. <laughs> how many Doctors do you keep saying? Well, there's 12 regenerations and 13 Doctors. Okay, so what I'm saying is that even though he was. People think that he was the... 11th Dr. Matt Smith. He's going to be number 12, and Capaldi is going to be number 13. That's what I think. Okay. That's what I think. That's what my money's on. Okay. You know? But we'll see. Tune in, folks. Yeah, because it's not looking good after that news article a few episodes ago. Which we won't get into right now, but... That's right. Looks like someone's going to be buying me lunch, bitch! (laughs) Okay, so what else? Yeah, I'm sure you got more Doctor Who news. Well, there's one last Doctor Pit of... Doctor Who news. A black yeah. actor was offered the role and turned down of the 12th Doctor. Who turned it down? They wouldn't say. Oh. I wouldn't be surprised it was Idris Alba. That's who they think it is. That's really? Right. Yeah, because they, you know, he, the, uh, it was oh, yeah, Neil Gaiman there. who was talking to... Here it is. Uh, an extremely interesting part? Yes. It was apparently a black actor, which would have made for the first non-white dude to play this iconic sci-fi role. Now, Gaiman declined to reveal exactly who was the head of Capaldi in the shortlist, but at least one name comes to mind. Ass-kicking Prometheus and Luther star Idris Elba has been rumored ever since Matt Smith announced his exit. So he's definitely an option. Apart from that, there's no telling who Moffat might have had in mind. So, but... I, I mean, again, I wouldn't have cared. I mean, I do know, since I know that's the last article you have, I can throw my, what I've been reading around the internet. Yeah. That um, he actually did address the whole why the next doctor isn't a female doctor because mm-hmm. that was kind of like even Dame Helen Mirren herself said I think it should be a woman he did kind of like he felt like where the story was going mm-hmm. a, a woman didn't feel right yeah you know he's like and he did get some he did say in, in, in the article that he was getting resistance from more women than men more women said no you can't have a female doctor Right. Than, than dudes were. I mean, I'm sure. I guess I guess a guy would be okay with a female if she's hot. Right. You know, <laughs> I know I'd be okay. Yeah. Two hot chicks on screen would be the doctor, and the other one being the companion. Like, are they gonna kiss? <laughs> it is British TV. Like, they're okay with sex. It's not like us uptight Americans. You know. <laughs> yeah, who knows? You never know. But uh, yeah, so that was the la- that was the latest thing I heard. I yeah. read that it was like, oh, you know. Just didn't feel right having a woman for this for what we're going with the show. And he right. was like, All right, whatever. Yeah, who knows? Maybe they'll throw one in for the fourteenth doctor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because that's the thing. I mean they 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 never said I mean that's the impression that we got from the beginning years from the early years of Doctor Who that that's what it's supposed to be twelve generations, thirteen doctors, but And they did mention it in the season finale of, of the, the 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 Matt Smith one. Where she said twelve doctors, I saw everybody, you know, kind of right. thing, and then you know, sudden there's John Hurt going, "No, not me." Yeah. Nah, nah, nah. So you never know like and what they're gonna do. I do have to say though, I did see a um, 
tweet from mm. John Hurt, John Hurt who did say, yeah, he's looking forward to working with Scapaldi. So apparently, there's going to be more than just the original episode. So he might pop up. Yeah. But I still think he's the I still think he's the missing doctor. Could be. I mean, like I said, I mean, there's a lot of things that they've changed in the show. I mean, you know, Galifred's no more, and you know, like uh, yeah. I think the master's gone at this right. point. So there's a lot of things that they've changed through the years that aren't in existence anymore when they first announced the way of the doctor. And now it's different. So now you never know. It could be right. 15 doctors. But they have done a good job of explaining those changes. Yeah. So I was like, all right, we'll just have to hold, strap in and hold on. I'm looking forward to the season. You know, November's coming up real close for the 50th anniversary. Yeah. And that's where they kick it off. And then it's not until Christmas until you see Scapaldi whip out his sonic screwdriver and going, I'm the doctor. Scapaldi! Capaldi. Doesn't matter. He's going to be the doctor. You know, he might as well just kind of cash in his name. Anybody who's ever played the doctor should just change your name to the doctor. Tennis should be I'm Dr. Ted. You might remember me. I'm Doctor Who. Number 10. <laughs> Could be number 11. Could be. I'm thinking he's I'm thinking he's 10 and hurts like 10 and a half. 10 and a half. 10 and a half, maybe 11. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. So. <laughs> I, it's, I, I mean, credit, I think, the, I think you're going to win the bet, but I just, and in my mind, I'm like, no. <laughs> no. You just don't want it to believe it? No. Yeah. I, I mean, Idris, Idris Alba would have been a nice choice for a doctor, but, you know, again, I, if he's the British American, the British version of Samuel L. Jackson, I just can't, I can see him kicking in the door going, who's the doctor? This doctor. <laughs> What's my name? Doctor Who? Exactly. <laughs> Punch you in the face. <laughs> All right. <coughs> since, Sorry. since a lot of time has gone by, I'm just going to go to the last article. Oh, please. he's trying real hard. <laughs> go ahead. What's the other one? So, looks like Star Wars Episode Seven is due to begin filming earlier than we thought. Okay. Yay. It's been assumed the production wasn't due to begin next wave of Star Wars features until next year. According to a highly reputable fan site, however, things are rolling out a good, do- good deal sooner than we thought. Lucasfilm has used aliases in the past to cover production on features before. Uh, okay. Most notably, Return of the Jedi. Of course, they called that the Blue Harvest. Right. Allegedly, that is happening again. And the code name for this production of Star Wars Episode Seven is Foodies. <laughs> Foodles. Sorry, Foodles. While Foodles may be a real packaged food stuff with Disney license, it doesn't seem likely that they'll make a movie made from it. And despite the early rumors of 2004, 14 start date the production of Fox Foodies is due to begin in August so yeah, now whether I mean, or not that we're going to see it in an earlier date I don't oh, think so but they say that they're probably doing oh, that so they can get more time in for production oh you know what look at me I'm gonna I'm gonna spin it recently you've been talking about Star Trek yeah might be filming as early as this as the beginning of 2014 yeah so if they start production in well, supposed to be this all, month. This month, yeah. they can get all the principal footing footage done before the end of the year. Yeah, which would then leave Abrams open to do the next Star Trek there movie. You go. Oh, look at you painting a mosaic of 
news. There you go. Look at me and me putting them all together. Yeah, putting the pieces now, together. Hold on, I want to go back to one article that you jumped over because it's a Marvel movie. Of the Glenn Close? The Glenn Close refreshingly candid admission about her Guardians role. Yes. So I, I'm going to say all she had to say was this. Uh, uh, I just did two independent films this summer, and I had an absolute ball with fantastic actors. But in August, I'm going to go off to do the next generation of Marvel Comics Disney, and I get to be the chief police of the galaxy. Yes, she uh, gets to be Nova Prime in the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. She's the chief of police there. She continues on by saying, um, doing that because it will then afford me to go do the other kind of movies that I really love. And hopefully I will have a great time on Guardians of the Galaxy. It'll be a new experience for me, but practically speaking, it will mean that I can do those smaller movies and it'll be okay. What she said there, okay, I don't yeah. know if, if you can read between the lines of this well, one. Well, it said in the beginning because I think what you're getting at the fact is, is that fact is, is she's doing this movie because of the money. Yes, kind of, sort of. Yeah, okay. Back when Ben Affleck was doing, like, this, before he became Ben Affleck, the director, yeah. he was also known as Ben Affleck, the actor yeah and he worked a lot with kevin smith yeah and kevin has talked about you know their friendship the entire time and everyone knows that ben affleck was in armageddon right you know but he also at the time was doing those small independent roles and he did tell kevin the reason why he does both is because he doesn't he's willing to cut his price down for the independent movies Mm -hmm. because he gets the big paycheck for the big action flicks yeah and that big action flick paycheck can help pay for his bills to be able to kind of go, all right, well, now I can do the movies that I want to do. Right. So it's kind of like the same line. So, yeah, I mean, that's good. I mean, I love her as an actress. Mm-hmm. And to have her, it's funny seeing the people that are being pulled to the, the the Marvel movie lines. Yeah. Because it's like, wow, you had Anthony Hopkins in the Thor movies as Odin. Right. Big actor. Huge actor. Right. You know, now you got Glenn Close being in a Guardian of the Galaxy, a completely different role than she's used to playing. Right, you're gonna have Robert Redford doing a sh- in Shield as a as a director of Shield. Exactly, yeah. and then you know, of course, Robert Downey Jr. leading all off in Iron Man. But let's face it, when he got hit to be played, when he got tapped to play Iron Man, his career really was really more of a downslide because of all the bad stuff that was happening. Right. This propelled him into like stratosphere back to being a superstar. Right. But even still, those Iron Man movies, I mean, okay, Scarlett Johansson, I never would have thought she'd be in an action movie because she's so busy playing the independent movie chick. Yeah. So seeing her and it was like, all right, not bad. Ryan Reynolds, I could see being in a movie because, you know, it's Ryan Reynolds. He'll take any paycheck. Right. <laughs> but it's also not, but again, he was in Trinity, played Trinity, so he's had his roles in Marvel as well. But again, it was his beginning of his career. So, right. all right, I mean... I'm always looking forward to it. Yeah. All right, so... Uh, that will do it for Nerd News. That's it? Yes. And then I wanted you to go into your uh, movie review. Oh, okay. Uh, this weekend, we Dad and I saw two guns. Pew, yes. pew, pew, pew. Uh, Mark Wahlberg, Denzel Washington, or Denzel Washington, Mark Wahlberg, depending on who you want to give top billing to. Right. Um, buddy cop flick with a little bit of a twist. They were not really buddies. Okay. <laughs> and, you know... I, I enjoyed it. It's basically off of... I read it when at the ending credits they had... It was based on a graphic novel. Okay. So I'm glad to see that graphic novels are still being pulled into mainstream. Yeah. Other than just, you know, Superman, Batman, you know, the gangs at Marvel. Right. That they're able to kind of go outside of the superhero genre to pick 
stuff. Right. You know, the same thing with Red 2, you know, again, based on a comic book. Right. Um, it was fun. Um, what was interesting, though, they had Bill Paxton in it. You know, the game over, man, game over. <laughs> he plays a bad guy, and he was really kind of creepy as a bad guy. Yeah. He was really good. But then the one person that I didn't know because I haven't seen him in any trailer was um, who the guy from Blade, uh, Battlestar Galactica, Edward James Olmos. Wow. He's in it as a drug lord. Wow. And, okay, number one, he put on some weight. Okay. He's not in Battlestar Galactica shape. <laughs> Let me put it that way. <laughs> he... <laughs> I didn't even get a shape of Battlestar Galactica, but okay. Well, I mean, he's supposed to be an army guy, so you can't really afford to have a pot belly when you're you're an yeah, army. You're, yeah. You get that suit to wear. You got to look good, yeah. especially if you're you know the leader of the. If you're Amadala, you got to look tight, and tight, right, ready to fight. I think he wore a girdle though in Battlestar Galactica. I'm telling you, no. I like Edward Jones the... most. I met him in person. And he was kind of pot belly then. Kind of pot belly then. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think he kind of like strimmed, you know, slimmed down for that role. So after the role was over, he just kind of let go. <laughs> yeah, just kind of let himself go. He's like, oh, I got Battlestar Galactica money. I don't need your shit. <laughs> <laughs> Frack you. <laughs> but he's he's in the role as a drug lord, which is kind of propels the story of why um, Denzel and Wahlberg get pulled in together. Yeah. So, but it, there's a couple twists in there, and I'm like, whoa, I didn't see that coming because it does kind of pit into the kind of stumble across something which involves Bill Paxton's character. And like, everyone's like, well, why did he blow up the money in the, in the car, like in the commercials? Right. He was like, make it rain, and boom, the car blows up behind him. Yeah. That money is so small in comparison to the big picture. Yeah. It does drive the two characters to do what they do, but in the grand scheme of things, bigger picture. It was like, oh, so that. Forty some odd million dollars that's in the back of that car going up in smoke, nothing. Wow. I was like, but walking out, I was like, all right. And the, the two of them seemed to really be get along with each other. It didn't seem to be like you're getting a paycheck, I'm getting a paycheck. Let's just act. They actually looked like they were actually having a good time in the roles. Mm -hmm. So I would, I would go see it. Highly recommend it. Cool. So what else do you want? To, what else do you want to touch on, Ed? Uh, actually, before we go to Catfish Corner, yeah, or maybe it's part of Catfish Corner. I do have a follow up. Okay. Um, my good friend out in Texas City, Texas. Yes. Uh, we're talking about the Alexis and Donovan. What's his name? Devin? Yes. Dorian. 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 The Alexis Dorian story where, you know, apparently, from my good close personal friend. Yes. Is telling me now Alexis is telling everybody because when she got back, a lot of, she got a lot of shit. Right. Apparently, the story that she's telling everybody is that MTV paid her to be on the show and that it was made up. Really? Yes. Now, of course, being a Catfish fan, I kind of, we've always been kind of curious. Yeah. But this girl, like, the stuff that she was saying, like, when, you know, it just didn't seem to fit right. Like, oh, I knew him from years ago when I lived over here. Yeah. And MTV knew that, so that's why they pulled me into this story and I got paid to do it. And my first instinct was to tell my friend, like, well, how much you get paid? Yeah. And she was like, that's the first thing I said, too. <laughs> but she couldn't, no one, no one else around asked her that question. They're just assuming that she's telling the truth. Okay. That MTV lied and made all this up. And I'm just like, no, you couldn't, like, no way. That's just too ridiculous. I agree 110%. Yeah. So that can lead into this week's Catfish Corner. Yes. And I'm going to briefly sum it up because I got to be honest, this 
episode, it's getting repetitive. Yeah. I mean, I'm more waiting for the hook. Like, right. you know, the hook, the catfish in, the big shocking moment. Yeah. So, this week, who were the people? It was Jen and Skyler. Jen and Skyler. Yes. Okay. Jen is from Fort Madison, uh, Iowa. She's an 18-year-old senior from high school, and she was playing games online, and she met Skyler, who is a junior at Caltech University in San Francisco, and he's 22, and he's like a junior there. Okay. So they meet on this game. She likes him because she was bullied a lot when she was a kid, so she ends up going on on the line, online a lot to talk to people rather than talking to people in her own town. So she meets Skyler, and they become... Really close, I guess you could say. Well, Friendly. I'm, I'm going to say, uh, you know, from the get-go, I felt that she was more into him. Yeah. You know, like, because she did say that they're not romantically involved. Right. But that she would like more from this Skyler guy. Yeah. But she's he doesn't really open up to her. Right. And the first question always comes up is, well, have you done video chat with the guy? Right. No. Well, why not? I mean, you figure, and even, Sam, even Max had the same kind of a reaction I did was, the guy is going to a tech school. Yeah, he should have no problem going on at least have or at least have a webcam. Yeah, you know, like it seems a little little fishy from the start. Right. So you know, there she's like, well, I don't know, I never wanted to push it, which again is believable. A lot of people like when I talk to people online, um, yeah, you would go online, you know, face to face. No, it's okay. Like right away, I'm always like something's a little off. Yeah, you know, I'm thinking she's actually a he. But then also, too, that fact that she's got bullied a lot, so she didn't really want to push the issue right. with him. Excuse me. That That's why she didn't really no. go forward with it. No, let's be honest. Okay. Let's, let's, what's her name again? Jen. Jen. Kind of frumpy. Mm-hmm. Cute, but frumpy. Yeah. Like, she had potential. Yeah. Like, she looked like a girl that did get picked on a lot in high school. Yeah. Or even in elementary school, because she was... because. She wasn't actually a heavy set girl, but she was pushing. She said she was heavier. She lost weight, right? You know, yeah. probably because of the 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 bullying teasing, right, the teasing yeah. she got. So she, you know, did the whole "I'm gonna I can't relate to anybody." So she looks to go online to show her personality versus her looks, right? You know, now this guy Skyler, I don't know what game they met on. It looked, yeah, they it, they didn't mention it, and being it the, the avatar that they were showing of the two of them. Did look like it came from this thing called Little Planet, which was a, a Facebook game mm-hmm. where you go online, you buy a house, and you talk to people. Very low budget, low rent kind of chat room. Okay, not as high tech as you know the Second Life that I used to be on, right? Or that it sometimes I visit, you right. know, where it's all high end graphics, and you're like, "Woo, wow!" You look like you're completely, you look like you're like in middle of World of Warcraft at times. Okay, so. Uh, so, you know, they, they give her the story. He, she gives them the story, and they start looking into Skylar. Yes. What did they come across? Well, they, uh, they they had two pictures that she had. She only two had two pictures. They came up with no results. They looked up the phone number, and it's from, uh, I forget what it was, it's uh, Monterey, Monterey, California. But the rest of the information that was unknown, so it was unknown name, unknown gender, unknown age, you know, address, and so on. It's just the city and state. But that's close to San Francisco, so they said, okay, that's believable. That right. Maybe he lives there and he's going to this Cal State. Um, they called the registrar's office of Cal State, and they said that Skyler Hansen, which is his full name, is not registered at that school. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. Wait, you mean he doesn't go to that school? Yes. Well, what happens, Ed? Well, of course, they bring the information back to... Oh, and they also find out there's an actual Skylar 
Hanson in Nebraska, age 19. Oh. And I thought maybe that's the guy. Maybe he's just lying about his age and trying to go to school. So they, they talked to one of his friends uh, named King Sleepy. His actual name's Austin. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had to put that in there because it's just well, King yeah, Sleepy. King Sleepy, yeah. But I also kind of look chuckling at the fact too that you um, that he kind of fit the profile. He was a gamer, yes. And then it was oh, but he has a girlfriend, right? And they and they talked to King Sleepy on the phone. <laughs> what? You disturbed the king. I'm sleepy. Oh boy, peel me a grape. I'm sleepy. King Sleepy sounds like a, a Super Mario bad guy. King Sleepy has Princess Peach in the castle. <laughs> and King Sleepy. <sighs> okay, so, so, what, does, so they, what does the king say? The king says, you know, yes, he has a girlfriend. They met online on a game. That's how they started. So, oh. of course, right away, Max Steve are thinking... Holy smokes, maybe he's hiding the fact that he has this girlfriend and that's why he's not confronting her. And then, of course, though, as soon as they get off the phone with King Sleepy, they get a message from Skylar saying, Hey, I heard you talk to my friend King Sleepy. I'm willing to talk to you. Which is kind of weird if you think about it. Like, yeah. right away, King Sleepy was awake enough to go, Hey, Skylar, guess what? Hold on for a second. <laughs> I just got off the phone with this Neve guy who does catfish. I know. <laughs> so so quick before I fall back to sleep this is what he said he wants to know if you met your girlfriend it was just just, just call <sighs> so of course Skylar <laughs> talks <laughs> to Max of course Skylar talks to Max and Eve and he says that he has a girlfriend and she he, of course Neve's trying to like fish out the fact that Jen says so like, oh you have a good friend Jen and he goes no I'd never heard of a Jen <laughs> yeah <laughs> I don't know no Jen. So, of course, Neve's like, well, you're either lying to me, but I don't really feel that you're doing that to me, so... Especially since the kid reached out to him. Right. It's not like, it'd be like, oh, shit, I gotta cut off Neve at the pass. Nope, I don't know her. Bye, click. <laughs> End episode. Right. <laughs> so they bring the information back to Jen, and Jen, of course, is more confused, but she wants to know why, and, and you know, because she doesn't like people lying, and she never lied to people. She was always honest to who she was. So Neve, of course, calls Skylar on the phone... The inevitable, let's call this bastard. And she did have two pictures that, that kind of look like, you know, the same guy, but you really couldn't tell. Because right. one had, he had sunglasses on one, and he's kind of looking sideways in another. Yeah. And they're like, he kind of looks a little different, right. but maybe. Yeah. And I don't even think they did image search. They did. They did? Yeah, okay. I said that earlier, that they did the image search, and they gotcha. came up with no results gotcha. for them. Sorry. So, I must have been zoning out. That's okay. I, I, do, been, I do that I, often. I, was, I must have been playing King Sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> so... They call Skylar on the phone. Neve calls Skylar on the phone. Now, this, this is the thing that I always thought was funny. Because the fact is, is that... <laughs> it didn't happen more. Skylar's on the phone and he's like, I'm Neve from the MTV show Catfish. Have you heard of me? And he's like, well, how do I know you're Neve from Catfish? Right, because he knew the show. He right. did say he saw the show, but how do I know you're Neve? And Neve's like, shit, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> like, <laughs> like um, uh, he's like, I can't prove it to you. You just got to take my word for it. Right. Oh, now you know how it feels, bitch. Huh? <laughs> like, just, that'd be me going, well, ha- prove it. Yeah. I, I can't. Where's Max? He's in the house. Get him. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll wait. Hey, hey, Max, what's up? Are you really Max? Yeah. Describe <laughs> yourself. <laughs> so. <laughs> that should be funny. Like, what? I don't, you guys can't vision me. Click. <laughs> so Neve, of course, says, you know, I just became good friends with Jen, and 
you know, I'm here now and she's, tr she's really interested in meeting you and we were trying to propel that forward. How can we do that? And of course he's like, it's, it's finals. I'm really busy. I don't know if I could do this. Blah, blah, blah. blah, 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 blah. I don't know if I could do it. Right. He who says he's Neve. <laughs> Neve's, Neve's pushing the issue going, look, you know, she's really interested in you. You know, you should take the time and, to do this, and that's what Neve does best. He's kind of like because again, this whole show's right in the whole fact I got these, gotta get these two people to meet, right? Like, dude, you know, time's short. I don't care if it's finals. If you, if you tomorrow, it could be too late. Yeah. So he goes, "Why well, have to think about it?" And then, of course, he went back and goes, "He has to think about it." Like, like he, he <laughs> like, was like stumped. He was like, "I don't know what to do now." Like, like um, this is a first for us. Like, what the hell? <laughs> So the next day, Neve calls him again and, you know, presses the issue further. And finally, Scholar goes, you know what? Yes, I do want to meet her. I think this will be the perfect time. Why don't you come on, fly on out. We'll meet, you know, kind of thing. He's like, I really need more proof that you're going to really do this. He said, no, I really am going to do this. I, I really want to talk to her. So, of course, they fly to San Francisco. They go to his apartment i guess sure whatever. well of course you know i mean yeah you got to do it and you can tell it's san francisco since they parked on a hill you know <laughs> so of course he comes out and it is not the guy in the photos you're kidding no no way it's not the the skyler kid no. no no say it ain't so ed it's so unfortunate say it ain't so i can't i can't say it any other way who <laughs> If it wasn't Skyler, who was it? This guy named Brian. <sighs> so Brian apparently does go to Cal State, and he's in tech, you know, whatever. And uh, they go, what's going he's on? He's like, yo, what's up? Yeah. What's the skinny? What's the 411? You interested in Jen? What, what's up? Right. Yo, dude, what's the skinny? So he was like, he was like, you know... What's the sitch? I think she's special. I think she's, you know, a really unique girl. You know, she has a lot of confidence. But, uh, no, I'm not interested in her at all. I was just doing this. Prepare for yourself for this. Oh, I'm sitting down. I'm sitting down. Okay, good. Tell me. He was improving his game. Ugh. That's why he did this. Oh. I, I so, right away, Max or Neve takes Jen away because it's like. Oh, oh no, no, no. Okay. okay. I mean, my favorite part is Neve looked like he was going to get ready to. Neve and Max were getting, looked like they were both ready to punch this guy right square in his face. I'm glad I was there because I would have. I was because I was that was to me it was like one of the worst things you could do. It's like really like this is why you're doing this is to prove your your, this, your social game. This like, guy was a scumbag. Yes, I mean he was just like I mean and it was more like yeah I think she's special and all but I was just really doing it to to you know get myself more game. Right. Know how to talk to chicks in the real world, kind of thing. Yeah, and you're just like, fucking scumbag. Yeah, like okay, I granted. I mean, I understand some people go on, online and lie. Oh my goodness, say it ain't so. Right, but it just seemed to me like the callousness in his look, in his face, was like, like I'm gonna be on, I'm gonna be on MTV. Yeah, I'm gonna show my face on TV. I'm gonna be popular by this. Right, and um, it's all on MTV's time. Yeah. The, yeah, that's exactly it. He like had like this. this I don't want to say a thousand yard stare. Where he looks like it was just completely batshit crazy. He just like a kid who just like, oh, I'm playing this out perfectly. Right. Like, I don't care about this chick. So he he wanted to come out to the world and basically say Skyler's no more. 
and just just kind of end it that way. And that and they were kind of like, "You're an asshole." Like that's what they kept saying, and they kept bleeping it out. But you knew that's what you, they were saying. Yeah, you, you look like a piece. You're a piece of shit. Like you I think know. I think piece of shit was definitely said. Yeah. Uh, dick was said a lot. Yeah, asshole was said a couple times. And again, you know, this is through the bleeps, but you fill in the bleeps. You <laughs> you know, like dude, you're a dick. Yeah, you're a real scumbag. You know that scumbag that would have let air, but you're an asshole. And even the girl was like, "You're an asshole." Like, you're right. So Neve did take her away, and of course she's. He was like, you know, I, I think you're really mature for the way you handle it. You, you did really well, but you should go back and tell him how you feel because, you know, you don't want to let him get away with this. Right. And plus, not not to mention, you're now speaking for every girl right. that he's talked to online yes. to be able to give him, give you a piece of his mind, and stand up for all the other girls that he's been lying to, saying, "Oh, baby, you're special. Oh, baby, baby. Oh, baby. Oh, baby." And it's just. To up his game because he, for a dick reason too. Right. I mean. <sighs> so of course she did go back, give a piece of her mind to him. You know, basically told him off, and yeah. then that was it. So they left. Even Neve was just like, you know what? I'm done with you. I don't even want to hear your fucking story. Right. <laughs> so the next day they did just decide to go back to meet Brian again, just to get more information from him, just to kind of because it's the format of the show. So right. Neve probably went, you know, I'm cooled down for the show. We got to do, and besides. If I can expose this asshole on air, yeah, it's good for everybody, right? Yeah, that's kind of like I felt like his his modus operandi going right. into talking to this dude was not like, oh well, obviously you know, let's see if we can salvage this. This is definitely one of those moments where he was like, you know what, fuck you, fuck everything you're doing, but right. wait, I have a show, I'm going to expose you. Yes. So just the two of them go back. Jen, yeah, of course, Jen. not a part of this. So they go back and, and get his side of the story, and basically he was saying that a girl that he was interested in wasn't really giving him the time of day and he was just being strung along by her you know and and he was trying to do everything he could to like kind of be with her and she wouldn't really give him the time of day of it and they're like well, isn't this the kind of the same way what yeah. you're doing now yeah, like, to these women like hi uh brian this is irony knocking yeah like, <laughs> and at the time like when they said it because i think it was a little more involved than just like i was interested in this girl i think it was his girlfriend I think yeah. he was actually dating this girl, but she never responded to a lot of like the stuff. Like you know, I don't know. He looked like he was like twenty two, maybe. Yeah. You know what? You just got yourself a bitch of a girlfriend. Like dump her instead of trying to appease her, just dump her ass and find someone new. Right. But to actually kind of go like, well, I don't know. Like I guess the the impulse was that she made me feel like shit, so I'm gonna try making trying to try to raise my self worth. By seeing if I can get women to like me. Yeah. Well, you know, and basically step on their hearts. Right. To get better game in the real world. Right. It just made zero sense. Yeah. But then, of course, they, you know, they, they, he goes, well, this is the reason why I had her come out here is because I wanted to kind of end everything because I didn't want to be that guy anymore. I wanted to be myself. Bullshit. So it was like, yeah, it was like kind of like ridiculous, but just like, all right, whatever. That's the, that's the story you're going to give. Thanks for your time. We're out of here, asshole. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, of course, they spent the rest of the episode taking her around San Francisco. Yeah, and sure, why not? Showing her a good time, trying to give her, you know, keep her spirits yeah. up. Yeah, well, I mean, you face it. She probably has never been to San Francisco anyway. Right. So, let's go across the Golden Gate Bridge. Hey, look, we're going down hills. Look, here's a park, you know? Yeah. Like, it didn't seem to be kind of like, well, you know what? Fuck that guy. We're going to have a good time. You yeah. Know, you're a cool chick. Let's all, let's all hang out and have a good time. Right. So, of course, they had the two-month follow-up. Yes. And, they, of course, they Skype with him first. Of course. Get and the it, asshole out of the way. Yeah. And, of course, he said he, you know, he's been, uh, 
really get into his studies and, and trying to finish school and yada 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 you know but he feels good that he finally came clean i guess yeah because you know why because just because he shut down Skylar doesn't mean he has like dude 127 right you know like still doing the same shit with some other right, right so they said oh good for you which i always hate when he do that i'm like i'm thinking to say fuck you like, yeah exactly like, yours asshole you know yeah like hey you just lied to the internet but that's okay have have a good life yeah could we just expose your ass on tv your life's about to get real shitty real fast. Yes. So then, of course, they, they Skyped with Jen. And, of course, she was... I don't think she was... I mean, she was hurt by the whole experience. But she says now that she's she'll open up to people that she's willing to video chat to get like make sure that they give more first before she yeah, invests her uh, which I felt emotions like a, to. I felt like that was good because, like, you know, she said she... This is the only guy that she's never done that with. Right. So I'm glad to see that she didn't let this one experience really ruin her. Yes. Because she was just kind of emerging out of her shell. And when you get screwed over like that, your first instinct is to go back into that shell. You know, yeah, she's a little... I mean, I think the episode, kind of the moral of the story is, okay, you went through this. You're stronger for it. Now you're a little a little wiser as far as now you know what to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, all right. Well, good for her. Good. You know, next week, I don't know what's going to happen. But uh, I guess we'll watch the episode yeah. and find out. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, uh, posing a question to this week's question, Ed. Yes. Since, uh, okay, we have the whole Batman, you know, the whole Batman Superman thing going on, you know, for the next movie. Um, But a lot of people kind of itching for a Batman Beyond kind of feel. Yeah. Like the next, like, if you want to do Batman, let's take it out of the, that universe and put it into the Batman Beyond universe. Right. And let's let's quickly explain Batman Beyond just real quick. Sure. Batman, of course, as time goes on, he's a standard human. He gets old. He's an old man. He can't do it anymore. So he gets basically in 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 a kind of unique situation a new Batman as a kid who wants to try to get revenge using the bat suit, but then he becomes the hero that we know. Yeah. I mean, he's more like like senior in high school, not kid, kid. Yeah. Like, you know, he's not like a five-year-old going, I want to be Batman. Yeah. This is a teenager who's got a life of a mom, a dad, a brother. Right. You know, and through circumstances, he his father gets killed, and he and, and the kid's name, by the way, is Ted, uh, Tim McGillis. Terry McGillis. Terry McGillis. Ooh, I'm really bad with names tonight. <laughs> Terry McGillis. Yes. Um. So... He kind of stumbles across the fact that Batman, Bruce Wayne is Batman, yeah. steals the suit, you know, to go and act in revenge. And then through Bruce's kind of like tutelage, he kind of says, okay, you can be Batman, but you're going to do it under my rules. Yeah. Kind of thing. Now, that's kind of like the whole genre of, of... In a nutshell. In a nutshell. There was like, like two years worth of comic cartoons. Yes. And I think it was like 83 or maybe even like 100 episodes. Yeah. You know, get them on DVD. Great box set. Yeah. Great show. Great show, yes. Especially because it was at the height of the Batman the Animated Series. Yes. So it kind of had that same feel and vibe, just looked differently. Right. Tim Bruce also voiced the voice of old Bruce Wayne. Uh, you mean Kevin Conroy? Kevin Conroy. Yes. Small name. Bruce Tim? Yes. That's the creator. Later, right. Duh. <laughs> Kevin Conroy did old Bruce Wayne. Yes. And it was Will Friedel did the um, t- uh, Terry McGinnis. Yes. Well, Frito is actually from Boy Meets World. I think. Right, he's the yeah. older brother. Yeah. yeah, the older brother. Yes. Who I, like, and he did a good, great job. Yes. Now, okay, 
Now, if you wanted to do this movie today, yes. who would you cast? For a live action? For a live action. Let's live go action. with... Ter- okay, now, I'll be honest. I got a couple names for old Bruce Wayne. Uh-huh. For Terry, I had a hard time. I couldn't even think of anybody that, that would fit the high school, senior, maybe, if you want to age him a little bit, early 20s. Yeah. Kind of Batman. Okay. You know, I had a hard time. So, let's go with him first. Okay. Well, see, Terry McGinnis, to me... Well, let's... Not Terry McGinnis, but the actors who would play Terry McGinnis is going to be in their 20s, relatively, because they're not going to get some high school kid to play him because, A, age, blah, blah, blah. But there's some some actors out there that are younger looking than they are. Traditionally, you know, when they do like a high school movie, the actors portraying them are usually in their early to mid-20s anyway. Yes. So... the, The actual actor's age doesn't really matter as long as you think they can fulfill the role. Okay. So who do you have for Terry? Now, thinking of that, I was trying to think of famous actors that are in movies today that we've seen that are like, you know what, I can believe this could be a high school kid that can play this role, and I've seen him play kind of high schoolish parts okay. already, so that's the thing. And the one movie I really kind of kind of zoned in on was Fanboys. That, okay. You know, trip about the the four kids who go to, to go see to go break into Skywalker Ranch to, to go see the new episode one at the time because it was nineteen ninety eight. It was a period piece. Yeah, it was a period so, piece. Kids <laughs> dive so they decide to break into uh, Skywalker Ranch to see the Phantom Menace before anybody else. Before also the kid passes away. Yes. I mean, believe it or not, it's actually a very funny movie. Yes. So it sounds sad, but it's hilarious. Go around it. It's enjoyable. So who do you have for Terry? So the first name that actually I thought of, because uh, I also saw him in another movie recently too, and I was like, made me think of him, was Ham Huntington. Oh, okay. He played Jimmy Olsen yes. in Superman, Superman Returns. Right. And he's also the werewolf from the uh, sci-fi uh, ripoff of the Being Human. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so right. he, I mean, you know, he plays younger roles a lot. So you know, he could, you know, he was in Detroit Rock City. He was one of the yes. guys going. He, okay, I could see that. He could, he can brood. You know, uh, Chris Marquette, who's played the the person who was dying in Fanboys. He was the guy who had. Cancer. So you basically just picked the whole Fanboy cast, didn't That's right? You? Okay, <laughs> all right. You know what? Maybe, but I. Well, okay, Terry does look different than Bruce. Yeah. So, I mean, you can't. You don't have to have the square jaw or anything. Well, like the, that. The, 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 also, the key too is the fact is is that. Being a live action movie, you're not going to get that traditional roles, you know, kind of thing. Because I mean, like certain actors that play different roles, and like, like the Wolverine, Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman's really too tall for the role, right? But nobody really cares because he does a great, great job. job for it, you right? Know? So nobody cares that he's six foot tall. He should right. be like should be five, five two, right. I think, yeah, yeah, at best. So like those those kind of things. So for me, it's just like, all right, well, somebody who could really portray the role. I mean, to me, Sam Huntington was like to me top of my list. Right. Of doing it, like I could see him being that kid. I got nobody, so I'm 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 working off your list. So, okay. Yeah, okay. I'm and, also hoping that maybe some one or two will jump in my head. Yeah, and then Chris J. Bartrell, who was the third member of the team, he played Windows in Fanboys. He was also in Sorcerer's Apprentice. He played the apprentice in that movie. So he's uh, played a lot of movie, like different movies. Uh, okay, I'm gonna say he's too scrawny. He he, it's that voice. He can't. I don't think he can do the. Vo- well, that's a thing. Like his, that's his acting voice when he plays those scrawny characters. I've actually seen him in an interview. He does not sound anything like the characters on the screen. Okay. So if they used his actual voice right. for for Terry McGinnis, I think it would work. Now, granted, I said I think Sam Huntington is my top pick. I think he would. 
be okay. that kind of. You know, it's funny you mentioned being human. I was automatically went to the guy who um, is the vampire in that. Yes. The Sam Witwer. Sam Witwer. I think he looks a little too old. Yeah, he would probably be like a middle aged Batman. Yeah. <laughs> he All would right. probably play, play Batman today almost. Yes. You know, Oops. or a younger, like year one Batman. Yeah. Can, okay. All right. So I think, yeah, like to me, there was no real actor that kind of stood out that was young, but. Sam Worthington's a good choice. I kind of, right, cool. I kind of give. I'll give you that one. All right. Okay. Now, old Bruce Wayne. Old Bruce Wayne. Now I came up with three names. What was a joke? Okay. <laughs> one I can't remember why I picked him, <laughs> <laughs> and the other one I think would be the perfect Bruce Wayne for me. Anyway. Okay. So I'll start with the joke first. Okay. John O'Hurley. And that is. He played Peterman in uh, Seinfeld. The Tick. Yeah. No. 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 That's. Uh, Oh, okay. I know you're talking about. Okay, yeah, Peterman. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. thinking, buddy. Yeah. yeah, I'm thinking a tick. It's old Bruce Wayne. I'm like, he's still kind of middle aged. But hey, hey, how you doing? Yeah. Yo, I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Spoon. I mean, <clears throat> I'm Batman. <laughs> okay, Peterman. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that is a joke. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now this one, I, I I must have saw it somewhere, and I wrote down his name, and I can't think of who he is now, which is really sad. Bruce Greenwood. Well, Bruce Greenwood, he's recalled. Um, he was Christopher Pike in the Star Trek movies. Yes. He was also in... Um, he also played Kennedy. He also actually was the voice of Bruce of, of Batman in, I think, Under the Hood. Okay. I think. You got it over there, don't you? Yeah. Damn, I gotta go. No, never mind. No. Never mind. I mean, he did play the voice of, of Batman in one of the animated movies. Okay. So... And then this one, actually, because I think he would be the best choice because of the way he is and the action movies he did play in the past. Okay. You know, kind of thing. Oh, boy. And uh, he did he did voice old Batman in one of the uh, movies, and that is Peter Weller. Okay. Okay, yeah, he played the voice of Batman in for Dark, Dark Knight Returns. Returns. <sighs> okay, we just saw him in Star Trek. To me, he doesn't have the. To me, you need a guy who can command a room, and I just never felt like he really brought it. Great voice for Batman, yeah. Body and aura. Eh, I, don't, I don't. I don't see. That's the thing. I mean, I, you know, I, I I was very judgmental about a lot of things, but I mean, like to me, the the one thing, and, and I always think that's going to happen again, is the fact is is that when Heath Ledger played Joker. I thought they're fucking nuts. There's no way this kid's going to play a good Joker. And of course, Dark Knight comes out, and you're like, "Wow, like that's the Joker that we all see." Okay, you know, and we can't really get past now at this point, right? You know, too much other than uh, Mark Hamill voicing Joker in right. the animated. But again, the, but again, so that, that's the thing to me is like the voice. I mean, Peter Weller did great as the voice for Batman, but as Bruce Wayne, I don't know. All right, I mean that's your choice. Yeah, I gotta like. I'm like, okay, now here's mine. Okay, okay. I definitely know. Like, Bruce is supposed to be what in his sixties. I think seventies. Seventies, yeah. Okay, my first instinct was to say Clint Eastwood. Okay. Because he's old. Right. He still he he knows how to be the tough guy. Yeah. Because in the in the cartoon, Bruce is still a badass. Yeah. You know, he's a you know old badass. Right. So I think that Clint Eastwood pulls a little Dirty Harry attitude towards the Bruce role. Right. I think might be able to pull it off. Yeah. My next pick is a stretch, 
because he already wore the cape and cow? George Clooney. No. Okay, no, no, okay. <laughs> I'm going to say again, like, for as bad as Batman and Robin was, yeah. I didn't mind his Bruce Wayne Batman. I didn't no, his Bruce Wayne was fine. And that's what you're looking at. You're looking at, I mean, okay, granted, it's Clooney, and I don't think he's not in the 60s range. Yeah. I mean, but you, I think that with the right makeup and give him the cane, I think he might be able to pull it off because, you know, he... I just don't see... Because he's got to be a little gruffer. Like, he's got to have that kind of like, you know... And I just don't see that in, in Clooney. I mean, he's like... He's kind of like that lovable character. He's still... Well, like, yeah, to me, he's, he reminds me... always reminded me of old school Hollywood. Like, if you... He, he, yeah. He, he could fit into the 40s version of a movie star. Yeah. He does have that look. But I, I've seen him be gruff. I've seen him... Like, what do you call it? Um, From Dust Till Dawn. Yeah. You know... People nah, because I still consider even though he was like a, a thief and an escape and he was killing people, he was still kind of like likable guy because he's he was helping this family basically get out of that bar or trying to survive I, I, the night. I understand, but I, I okay again. I mean, I just think Clooney would pull it off because okay. that's how good of an actor he is. Now the, this one is going to throw a complete curveball to you. Okay, James Brolin. Now, for those people who don't know James Brolin, he's got a younger brother, younger son, Josh Brolin. Yeah. Now, the reason why I'm bringing up James Brolin is because, number one, I just saw him in this past season of Castle. He played Castle's father, the estranged father that he doesn't really know. Yeah. And he's like a spy. But I've seen he knows how to play those heavy roles. Yeah. And on the internet, I've been seeing a lot of pictures of Josh Brolin in the Batman suit. Yeah. Looking, you know, all tough. I mean, he was Jonah Hex. We can forgive him for that. Yeah. But, you know, but he's a damn fine good actor. Yeah. And in the suit, the picture, we'll have to probably Well, he's, on, he's on the short list. Uh, he's on the short list of Batman for the Batman Superman movie. That's my point. Yeah. If you can get him in that bat suit for Man of Steel 2, getting his father to play Bruce Wayne, old, genius move. Yeah. Yeah, genius move, because he's a damn fine good actor. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, they both look exactly alike, except an older version, obviously. Yeah, I think that's like a one-two punch of be able to tie the universe together. Yeah, by giving by updating Batman into the Batman Beyond series by getting a new actor to play Batman, but still have a guy who who's literally the father of the guy playing Batman now. Yeah. That's good. You know what? Now that you say that, you know, you, you think about it. It's like, you know what? That could be a good fit. You I, know? I pulled it out of my ass the other day. Because <laughs> I'm sitting there going, who 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 would be old Batman? Because I, mean, I was pushing for Clooney because I think he could pull it off. Yeah. But I'm also a Clooney fan. Other other older actors, I, there's not many. I mean, I was thinking Kurt Russell at one point. Yeah. Who, who could probably pull it off. I mean, Snake Plissken. Yeah. Call me Bruce. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. I think he can play that that role. But then when I saw all these pictures of Josh in the bad suit, you know, kind of looking off to the side, and again, we'll, I'll try to grab it and put it on our Geeksters page. Yeah. Look, and I'm going, you know what? I can buy him as Batman and Bruce Wayne. I can. He fits He fits that mold. I'm like, well, if I got to go old Batman, what's his dad doing? Because his dad's in his, in his 60s. And, yeah. You know, I'm like, I think that's perfect. So for me personally, that would be a perfect casting move 
to get him to play as old Batman because you don't, you, you don't really have to see him dressed up as Batman. Right. But for people who know that that's his father in real life and they look so much alike, I think that they could... It'd be perfect bookends for the universe. Yeah. If I was filming. Right. Like, you know. So, that's that was, that was my... That's my old Bruce Wayne. That's interesting. That mm-hmm. is very interesting. I never... Never thought of, of, of him. And neither did I. But then seeing him, I'm just going, you know what? I can see him as Batman. Wait a second. And I was like, yeah, okay, sure. But he's married to Barbara Streisand, so maybe you have to have her walk on the stage going, feelings, <laughs> nothing more than feelings. She'd probably want to do the theme song. Right. Oh, Batman Beyond. <laughs> you know? No, 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 no. Batman Beyond. <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, well, that's that's good. But, uh, you know, out there, please let us know what you would think would be the perfect Terry McGinnis or Old Bruce, Bruce Wayne. Wayne. That would be the, you know, type of thing. Because I'm sure there's names that we couldn't think of that's like, you know what? That could be another good choice. Especially, well. yeah, especially with the whole, like, I heard, like, Teen Wolf kids or opted for the role which would just really kill me as far as a <laughs> young Batman <sighs> so. <sighs> so yeah so reach out touch someone touch us touch us so I think on that note it's time to wrap up our uh, episode here and uh, if you want to contact Sean or anything we talked about or just want to talk to him you can contact Sean at Sean at wordswithgeeks.com or as always you can contact Ed at Ed at wordswithgeeks.com or you can go to our Facebook page Geeksters and like us and remember kids if yeah I got nothing this week (laughs) I'll be honest I mean okay you know what let's try this one I had something earlier and it completely like it If every time you see a cop car go by and you go, Jinkies, the cops, you might be a geekster. <laughs> <laughs>